Guys, today you're going to learn how to buy back your time, learn the three strategies to create time independence from your practice. And you're going to learn how to leverage and growth and scale this thing and have an exit plan so you can become a true owner and not an operator. I'm bringing on James Nielsen Watt, the CEO of practiceowner.com, which teaches health professionals how to run a successful business and create more impact. He's also written a book called Healthcare Business Secrets. Guys, this guy is an all-star. He's helped his clients generate $54 million of revenue all over the world. He's based out of New Zealand, and he's going to be my guest on today's podcast. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. If you're a physician who's making good money, but you're feeling stuck in your current situation, or if you're tired of feeling just comfortable and are ready to pivot toward that freedom and wealth lifestyle you always wanted, then I want to introduce you to my newest program. It's called the Physician Wealth Accelerator, also known as PWA. In PWA, you're going to learn the strategies to gain more passive and active income. You'll learn how to free up 10 plus hours a week to pursue your passions and side gigs. If this resonates with you, then I want to personally invite you to join our elite community of high-achieving doctors in the Physician Wealth Accelerator. This is a completely free coaching group where you'll be around other professionals in the medical field who are like you and looking to uplevel their life. You'll get access to live monthly masterclasses, live Q&As, and all my best personal resources, as well as access my new app to help you become limitless. If you want to check it out, there will be a link in the show notes for you. Just click it, and you'll be able to join this exclusive community of high-performing docs. Looking forward to connecting with you on the inside. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and today I have my good friend here, James Nielsen Watt. James is the CEO of Patient and Profit, and I'm just really excited to get get started, guys. So we'll just dive right in. Uh, This gentleman has literally helped hundreds of people all over the world, not just the United States, but all the world, literally transform their practices, create more income, more impact, and freedom, which is I know what you guys want. Uh, James, my listeners are Doctors who are entrepreneurs, they are high performers, and they're looking for the next cutting edge. Um, can you tell them sort of the struggles of current practices out there and how you've developed this very interesting solution? And his solution is called Patience and Profit. Yeah, so um, thanks for having me on, dude. I'm, I'm excited. I, um, I run a show myself, and, and it always juices me up to to, to talk to new guests and, and things like that. So thank you so much for, for bringing me on. Um, look, I think that the biggest thing that, that I've seen uh, with practice owners is, is we are, we often don't get into it because we want to get into business, right? Like there are people that, that do that. And that was kind of me. I, I knew that it would be a stepping stone to other things. Um, but most people who get into healthcare, uh, at least that I've, you know, talked to are there because they want to help people and they, they like the art of it and, and that sort of stuff. And, and the problem with that though, is, is we often fall into business when we're in as, as practice owners and we get stuck trying to operate it uh, from within. 
we're thinking if I just do a really good job, then my practice will grow and I'll get referrals and clients will come to me. And then we start realizing that we can't control whether we get referrals that much. And unless we want to hang out for 20 years and, and maybe grow a successful practice, we kind of need to do some stuff. And then we get exposed to every man and his dog who has done a course in marketing and thinks that they can run ads for us or, you know, teach us some fancy tactic and it, and it works for five minutes and then it breaks. And then we get disheartened. So we try and learn it all ourselves and we don't have the time, the, the experience, the expertise to really figure it out. And we just end up sort of banging our heads against the wall because what we really want to do is help a lot of people and obviously be paid well for it too, right? Like we want to make money. Um, but we, we, our focus is often on, on, on impact. And a lot of the clients we work with, especially who have associates that this is comes up a lot is, um, when, when you're struggling to make money, you want money, it's your focus, but deep down, you don't really want money. Otherwise you would just charge more and tell people to come and see you more and get them to buy all your supplements and stuff like that. What you really want to do is, is impact them. And so there's this conflict that a lot of practice owners have between running the business part of the practice and then, you know, remaining ethical and, and, and integrity and, and helping people. And so what, uh, what, what I did, because I kind of overcame this myself, was I just made a method that worked really well for us. And now we just license it to people. So we're able to say, hey, look, the, the first thing that's broken in your practice is your client acquisition system. You don't have a predictable way of getting clients and covering costs. The second thing that's broken is your, is your, your revenue system. You don't have a way of making sure that you're maximizing profit and revenue from the clients that you that you are getting. Um, and then the space in your practice as well. And then the third thing is your retention model is broken. So people come in, you make a bit of money, but then they leave. And so you're constantly having to replace people all the time, uh, which eats into margins and you know it destroys your soul. And so uh, we sort of patch those those three things up so that when you when you do your marketing, you you get clients and the client pays you more than what it costs to acquire that client in the first week, which means that it costs you nothing. And we call it uh, patient financed um, acquisition, meaning that the client is paying you to have got them in the first place. Um, and the surplus that you have from your initial treatment program floats you through, uh, signs you the next clients who sign the next ones, the next ones, and it starts to snowball. And now we we fixed the problem of inconsistent uh, client acquisition uh, that's expensive that that never takes us anywhere because anybody listening to this who's ever done any kind of marketing knows the pain of i'm paying a thousand bucks a month for google ads uh, i i guess it's working you know people are ringing my office uh but i couldn't tell you you know how much it's costing me to get a client the average revenue per client from that means like i guess it's working because i'm getting clients but they're not actually analyzing the numbers so we have to fix that uh, and then after that it, it with the revenue it, it's a big one like we we're so focused on impacting people that we often think, well, I'm going to, I'm going to charge less. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to tell them what I actually believe they should do for the treatment plan. I'm going to tell them what I think they can afford. Right. And, and there's this, we, we said all the time, it's weird kind of like, we're worried about the client's ability to afford it, but I, I deep down know that I need to be seeing them for, you know, a series of weeks. And, and there's this weird balancing act and all that ends up happening is, is you're broke and now you can't run your practice properly. Because at the end of the day, unless you want to go and get a job for somebody else and just do the medicine, right? 
you have to be profitable. You got to make money. How else are you going to pay staff and rent? How are you going to pay yourself? Right. And so if you are a practice owner, you need to run it like a business. And you have to reconcile that in your head, first of all, making money in healthcare. Some you of know, us have done that. Let's but. talk about that, James. Uh, you know, we've been taught uh, to be practitioners, doctors, you know, in medical school, there's no class on business. So it's no wonder why a lot of doctors struggle, right? And that's why they prefer the employee model. But when they're employed, they eventually meet the resistance. Things are done to them. Decisions are made for them. Uh, you know, and things are done for malpractice purposes, for patient uh, revenue, RVUs. A few are brave and they, they step out like you did, James. Uh, so the question they asked me is, are you trying to make doctors and just salesmen? Like, wh what do you say to that? I'd say yes. So if, if anybody has children, I don't know if you have children, Vikram, but I got two of them. Yeah, yeah I got two myself. And uh, you got to sell them on stuff. Have you, ever, have you ever had a kid who just doesn't want to wear pants or really <laughs> wants to eat ice cream or you need them to brush their teeth? whoever has a, a wife or a husband and you want to go to the movies or watch something or take them out to dinner or decide on what to eat. Like everything is a sales process because what that really is, 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 is helping someone to make a decision that would benefit them. You, you're a health professional, you're a doctor. If, if you're working with someone who's let's say really overweight and is really sick and you know that they're going to die if they don't make some changes, like maybe they'll die in 10 years, but they're going to, they, their trajectory is they're going to die. I'm going to get morbid here for a second, but let's say that's going to happen. And you don't do a good enough job to convince them to start the diet, to start exercising, to take the medication. And they don't. They're on a pathway to die. So unless you can sell them on the idea of doing the thing that's going to benefit them, they're never going to experience a benefit and they're going to die. Now, I, I kind of really took that to heart with the work that I was doing with chronic pain with people, because I, I just knew the level of suffering that would happen for them if they don't actually solve it. And I knew that I could solve it. And so I knew that if I didn't do a good enough job to get this person to see what I could see and to take action on what I knew, then they were being set up to suffer like the other client that I'm dealing with who's suffered for 10 years and now found me. And so there was this constant situation of, I've got to get these people to to do this stuff. And that's what sales is, is, is everybody's got a bad idea about uh, selling. And that's, for me, selling is when you are trying to get somebody to do something that doesn't benefit them. But convincing a patient to follow through on things that they don't know how to do, they have no motivational drive to, no accountability to do. That's why they have the problem in the first place. You better be good at selling because they're not going to do it on their own. Yeah. And then James, I think the word uh, I like to use is influence. And I think that's what you're teaching the doctors, right? You're helping them influence these people and presenting them scenarios where like, hey, look, it's, the, the decision is ultimately yours, but here's, let me paint out the options for you. And let me tell you, you know, the potential scenarios and the, the outcomes. And you're helping them make that informed decision. And, and you're trying to serve them because if they don't get into your ecosystem, you can't serve them, right? And so hmm. uh, let, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, you know, a lot of doctors say, hey, look, uh, that doesn't work for me because, hey, I'm a functional medicine doctor or I'm an integrative doctor or I'm an acupuncturist or, hey, look, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I, I can't, because of COVID, I've made my clinic virtual. Can you sort of address some of these things, all the different, because it sounds like you can help a lot of different doctors in different disciplines. 
how how does your method work for all of them? And then number two, does it work virtually? Well, it's 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 a uh, first thing about different professions. Everybody's got a reason why something won't work for them. Uh, we're, we're health professionals, right? How many times have you heard that from a client? Oh, that sounds great, but like you know, it won't work for me because you know I've only six foot and I'm not six foot two, so therefore this thing, which is unrelated, won't work. Like people will always have excuses. The, the reality is that. Um, uh, in healthcare, whether you're a dentist or a chiropractor or a functional medicine or IV therapy, right? You solve a problem for a client and produce a result and you have a unique mechanism to do so. So a chiropractor will look at back issues differently than a physical therapist and a surgeon, right? They're going to look at them differently. A physical therapist will think about rehabbing first and a surgeon might think about doing surgery, both looking at the same client, having different perspectives. That's the nature of you know, different professions and then there are different levels of experience and, and different philosophies and things like that. Everybody is different, but we're all the same. We're all trying to solve a problem for a client with our method to get them an outcome and do our best for them. So it doesn't matter what you do because I have, you know, nutritionists that are doing like a functional medicine type stuff. And then I've got, you know, acupuncturists doing a massage type thing. Like ultimately you decide on, on how you want to serve your client, but the fundamentals of, of running a successful practice are the same. You've got to be able to consistently bring in clients um, predictably and have it pay for itself on the front end so that you're not investing money and hoping it turns into something in the future. You know, I spent a dollar and I made $2. You then have got to have the right processes in place for being able to convert somebody into being a client. Because here's the thing, if they're coming to you, it's because they don't know how to do it themselves. Or they want to go faster. Like why else would they come to you? If I, if, if I, can, if I can fix my own, uh, let's say heart disease, why would I go to a doctor to get any help? They're going to you because you're an expert and you know stuff. You can help them make it easier. You can make it faster. You can get them better results. Some of them just want accountability, uh, community. They just want to have someone there supporting them. Like there are layers to why people would choose us. And, and you have to realize that that without you, they're not going to be able to get, a, get an outcome. That's why they're seeing you in the first place. Or you can make it easier. You know, like if I'm somebody can figure out how to cook dinner, but they might burn their hands a lot if I just tell them, you know, if I tell them, just don't put your hand in the fire and they go, oh, I didn't realize. And you go, yep, you should probably not do that. Like I've just helped that person. Right. So you've got to have the sales process and it doesn't matter what you do. It's the, it's the yeah. same thing. Um, now, can you, can you teach a person um, like, let's say you, a doctor and he has like a front desk, a doctor who runs the clinic. Maybe he's, you know, functional as amazing chiropractor. Maybe, you know, he has some kind of um, cash based service. Uh, maybe and, and maybe a nurse or someone. So maybe uh, three or four men, uh, three or four person team. How are you going to pull that doctor out? Because I think one of the things that the doctors who listen to this podcast, they love time freedom. They want to eventually do what we call LGS, leverage growth and scale. And you seem to have figured that out because I know you had a million dollar practice that you were able to now run with very little limited intervention on. And now you're coaching people all over the world. Mm. How, what's some of the strategies to help take that doctor out of the practice so he can become an owner or he or she can become an owner and not an operator? Well, we, are, we all have the same amount of time, right? It's like 168 hours, something like that a week. Elon Musk's taking us to Mars and we're trying to figure out how to run our practices better. Like there's levels to this game. And so the question is, well, what are they doing differently? You, you said it right, you said leverage. So the first thing is we've got eight hours to sleep 
eight hours to work, not including Saturday and Sunday. And then you've got eight hours to do whatever else you want to do. So we've, we, the first thing we have to do is, is, is look at where our time's being spent and then start solving for the result we want. If I'm in practice seeing clients 24 seven, start solving problems that would mean I wouldn't need to be there. So seeing clients. So why am I seeing clients? Well, there's clients that have to be seen. Sure, that's technically true. The other thing is I need to make money, right? So what if I uh, hired a virtual assistant from the Philippines for you know a couple dollars an hour to start doing some administration tasks that I don't have to do so I can use that time for other things and I can start buying some of my time back. The, the, the first thing that we get people to do is, is systemize, uh, uh, delegate and eliminate minutia, things that you shouldn't be doing. And then the things that you would like to do, but are too busy to do, but still shouldn't be doing. And once most of that's cleared up, you've saved yourself an extra 10, 15 hours a week of just stuff. Note-taking, right? That's a big one. Um, reporting is one. Um, checking emails is another, right? Uploading social media content is another thing. So you just start eliminating things from your plate and think like an entrepreneur. This thing needs to get done just not by me. Once you've got rid of a lot of that, there's, there's freedom in, in your head. That's not including the fact that you still have plenty of Netflix time that you could be using, but you're spending it on Netflix or you know, uh, the, the seven spin classes that you go to a week that you love. But you know, <laughs> if you really want to have freedom, you should maybe delegate some of that time to solving these problems instead. So just looking at, at time allocation. Um, we're then sort of going up uh, uh, with the delegation. So then we might look at, well, what if I was to be charging more let's say I charge 10% more and worked 10% less. Well, I would achieve the same income, but have 10% more time. What could I do with that time? I could invest in training my team to take more stuff off my plate. I could invest into uh, finding a practitioner who I can come in and train and they can begin to see overflow of clients. So when you hire associates, I always look at it as the same thing as buying your time back. If I give half my clients to an associate and I pay my associate, let's say 50%, um, I'm losing uh, some revenue, but I'm gaining time, which I can then invest into another associate. And now I've got two of them and two of them being as busy as I am will replace me from working, right? At basic math. And so we just start solving for the result that we want. Um, one thing I'll say is super important, and, and I learned this too late, was solve for problems, don't chase ideas. A lot of us chase the idea of, well, I think I need more marketing. It's like, well, where are you going to fit these patients? Aren't you fully booked? Well, yes. So why are you focusing on marketing? Well, because I need to make sure I've got enough clients. You go, yeah, but you're full. So what do you, I don't understand, right? Or um, I've got so many things to do and I, I need to train somebody, but I've got all this emails to check. Stop checking your emails. Well, no, I have to check my emails. And you go, but then how are you going to train the other person to be able to check them for you? If you're spending all day checking them instead of training somebody, well, because they need to be checked. Sure, but you need to outsource it first, right? Like we have to rip the Band-Aid off sometimes. And most of the time I see it is actually, it's a fear-based thing. It's a control-based thing. I'm giving up my control and I'm, I'm scared. What if it doesn't work? I'm scared. What if they don't do a good job? That's, that's, that's a, a mindset uh, issue and a leadership issue. But fundamentally, the, the pain of staying where you are needs to be worse than, than the pain of taking the action and then you'll take the action. And so, you know, 
if there's any any one thing you can take away from today, I would say that you need to really, really want to change and you need to feel a lot of pain of not changing to, to force you to start doing some of the stuff because we all have enough time. We just don't allocate it properly. Uh, if you knew that you only got $168 into your bank account every week and it was going to be spent no matter what, you just had to choose where, you'd probably be pretty smart about it. You'd probably start trying to buy things that allowed you to make $200 a week instead of only the 168 so that you could have more. Like you would start thinking differently. And we do that with our money, but we don't do that with our time. And the time is the only resource that you don't get back, but that we all get given equally, you know? So focus on creating more leverage and buying more of your time back uh, and solving the problems that are in the way of you achieving what you want. Otherwise, you'll just keep working because the more you work, the more money you make, the more money you make, the more holidays you need to take because you're stressed. And then you need to make more money to make better holidays because the holidays are now not satisfying you anymore. Or you could just make a better life that means you don't have to escape from it, you know? James, <laughs> I love it, man. That's that's awesome. I will have to do this again because I know we're running out of time here. But uh, guys, uh, if you're a practice owner, if you own your own clinic, um, if you are running a business of some sort, these principles are t- timeless. Number one, client acquisition, right? The next is revenue management. You want to, you want to, uh, what we call, you know, do patient financed client acquisition, which was, that was a great term. Revenue uh, management, maximization, actually. And then retention, right? You don't want to always keep filling it up. Uh, you want to get referrals. You want to get all these things coming in. Eventually, you want to do SOPs, what we call standard operating procedures. You want to systematize it. And, you know, James talked about the rule of 168. Hey, Elon has 168 hours. Oprah Winfrey has 168. James has 168. I have 168. So how are you using your 168 hours, right? And then solve for the end problem. Like he talked about incrementally buying back your time. That was, that was genius. And leveraging you can use capital for leverage you can use labor right and he's mentioning labor virtual assistants uh other people associates who can eventually replace you and the mindset is thinking like an owner and not an operator because we're so used to being super specialized solopreneurs which are not really even entrepreneurs you're really buying your own job and you want to start thinking like a business owner and it's just remarkable what you shared. So thank you, James. Um, you know, uh, the Limitless Tribe really appreciates you. And we definitely want to bring you back. But um, how can they find out more about you? And and if they wanted to work with you, what, what would be a good way for them to get in touch with you? Um, a couple of things. Uh, I would say dive into some of our content. So if you just search my name, you'll see my podcast uh, come up. But if you go to practiceowner.com, um, uh, by the time this episode comes out, that should be working. Uh, it's our new URL for our, our website. And you can find out more about us. We've got a ton of free content and training and things there. The, 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 the big thing that we want to do is provide so much value that it, it just makes sense um, to move forward because then there's no questions. Uh, it, it's just like, obviously you can help. Let's do it because that makes it easier for, for us to get you results. Um, where One thing I'll say is that we're not a coaching program. We're not a course uh, where we license our system to you and then help you implement it. And, and the reason for doing that is, uh, you know, you didn't invent your own healthcare. You, you read textbooks and learned what worked and there was a system. There's a system of how to do surgery. There's a system of how to treat back issues. You know, there's, and, and, and so we just replicated that, proved it, and, and now we give it to our clients. So uh, people can go and check that out. Awesome, guys. So thank you so much, uh, James. Uh, we'll be uh, staying in touch soon, guys. Uh, it's uh, practiceowner.com. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Practiceowner.com. 
and uh, pay attention. Listen to this episode again. It was definitely, definitely want to bookmark it. And until next time, guys, stay phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.